This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the Internet at www.rri.ro channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn and via satellite Eurosat 16A on 11.512MHz vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east, symbol rate 29,950 MHz per second, standard DVB-S2, modulation 8PSK, audio PID 510. We wish you good reception conditions. Hello, I'm Natamira Asmion with the news. First, the top stories. Today it is 46 years since the devastating 7.4 magnitude earthquake of March 4th, 1977, which killed over 1,500 people in Romania. A Romanian citizen was identified among the victims of the serious railway accident that took place in Greece on the night of February 28th to March 1st and the first stage of the Gaudamus Book Fair caravan organized by Radio Romania is underway in Craiova, in the south of Romania. Today it's 46 years since the devastating earthquake of March 4, 1977 in Romania. The earthquake, with a magnitude of 7.4 on the Richter scale, was strongly felt throughout the country, especially in the south and east. More than 1,500 people lost their lives then, most of them in Bucharest. Most of the death in Bucharest occurred as a result of the total or partial collapse of dozens of buildings. The 1977 earthquake had its epicenter in the Vrancha area in the east of Romania, which is the most active region in Romania. However, recent earthquakes in the south where such phenomena are very rare, prompted the authorities to start a national campaign to evaluate the buildings where schools and hospitals are operating to see if they are vulnerable to earthquakes. If this is the case, they will be refurbished after previously identifying the funding sources. In Bucharest, the first rapid visual evaluations of buildings ahead of the consolidation process are to begin by September. Among the buildings that would have priority are the blocks of flats with at least three stories built before 1968, as well as the buildings where educational or medical units are operating. The World Bank estimates that there are 20,000 buildings vulnerable to earthquakes in Bucharest. A Romanian citizen was identified among the people who died following the serious railway accident that took place in Greece on the night of February 28 to March 1st, the Romanian Foreign Ministry announced today. The Consulate General of Romania in Thessaloniki has informed the family of the deceased person with whom they are in direct contact. 
The repatriation of the body will be carried out after the completion by the Greek authorities of all the specific procedures in such special situations, shows a press release of the Romanian Foreign Ministry. On Friday, more than 5,000 people demonstrated in Athens and Thessaloniki in memory of the 57 people who lost their lives in the railway accident on the railway line connecting the two cities. Violence was reported between the demonstrators and the police, who resorted to tear gas. The Hellenic train company is accused of negligence that led to this catastrophe. The Greek Prime Minister Kyriakos Mitsotakis appointed a commission of experts to investigate the causes of the accident. The Romanian President Klaus Johannes will travel to Japan on Monday, where he will pay a three-day official visit during which he will have meetings with Emperor Naruhito and the Prime Minister Fumio Kishida. The main aim of the visit is to raise the bilateral partnership to the level of strategic partnership by signing a joint declaration in this regard. Also next week, after the visit to Japan, President Klaus Johannes will also pay a state visit to Singapore, the first at this level in the last 20 years. The visit is aimed at initiating bilateral investment projects, given that Romania has become the third largest supplier of IT services to Singapore from the European Union. In Craiova, in the south of Romania, the first stage of the Gaudamus Book Fair caravan, organized by Radio Romania, is taking place, which marked both the beginning of the National Book Fair season and of the spring season. Opened on March 1st, the fair is waiting for literature lovers until Sunday, with almost 14,000 books published by over 50 of the most prestigious publishing houses in Romania and abroad, with games, teaching aid, equipment and music, with debates, book launches and presentations and prize contests. For the first time in the history of almost three decades and 133 editions of the Gaudamus Radio Romania Book Fair, the honorary president of the Craiova Fair is a very young writer, Jonathan Agostino Tobrino, a student who, up to the age of 12, has already had many achievements, having published two volumes and having won numerous literary awards. After Craiova, Radio Romania will also organize Gaudamus book fairs in Cluj-Napoca in the northwest in April, in Orada in the west in May, in Sibiu in the center of the country in August, and in Iași in the east of Romania in September. And that's the news. This is Radio Romania International. Cultural event. Hello and welcome to the Week in Review. I am Kalinko Tsoyu. Speaking in Luxembourg this week, Romanian President Klaus Johannes said his country appreciates the clear and vocal support granted by the host country in its bid to join the Schengen area. Prime Minister Javier Batel said that Romania was a reliable partner for his country and that soon 25 military personnel would join the NATO task force quartered in Cincu, in central Romania. He also reaffirmed support for Romania getting into Schengen.
The head of the Romanian state also attended the Forum of the European Investment Bank, dedicated to the EU's investment agenda, where he held a speech on the new global challenges. Within the event, he also held bilateral talks with the president of the bank, Werner Hoyer, and with Odile Renaud-Basso, president of the European Bank for Reconstruction and Development. New energy projects were at the core of the agenda of the official visit paid to Azerbaijan by Chamber of Deputies Speaker Marcel Cholaku. He met in Baku with President Ilham Aliyev. Discussions centered on the contract for 1 billion cubic meters of natural gas to be delivered by Azerbaijan starting in April, running for a year. Marcel Cholaku's proposal was for the contract to help the neighboring Republic of Moldova too, which was met with agreement from the Azeri president. At the same time, the two officials discussed the project for liquefied natural gas supply and the Rongas Sokar partnership to build two terminals on the Black Sea, as well as the contract on developing the infrastructure for the undersea cable in that same venue. The cable is said to have a length of 1200 kilometers, crossing the Black Sea to bring electrical power from Azerbaijan, crossing Georgia to Romania, then further to Hungary and to the rest of Europe. Romanian Foreign Minister Bogdan Aurescu, speaking at the United Nations Human Rights Council in Geneva, confirmed once again his country's firm support for the independence, sovereignty and territorial integrity of Ukraine within internationally recognized borders. He also expressed Romania's determination to contribute solidly to peace, security, development and human rights. Aurevsku emphasized that efforts have to be made to hold Russia responsible for crimes committed in Ukraine and for damages to be paid to the large number of victims. The authorities in Bucharest are ready to support without reservations the leadership in Chisinau in order to reach its aim of integrating into the EU. This was the message conveyed by Romanian President Klaus Iohannis to the new president of the Republic of Moldova during the latter's visit to Romania. It was also received by his Romanian counterpart Nicolae Ciuca, who said that Romania had consolidated its status of main trade partner for its eastern neighbor, considering that bilateral trade went up $1.2 billion in 2022 reaching 3.6 billion. Chamber of Deputies Speaker Marcel Ciolaco held a meeting with Dorin Recan, during which he assured the Prime Minister that Romania would provide support in natural gas supplies for citizens of Moldova as part of the import contract with Azerbaijan. The parliament in Bucharest held a solemn session for the one-year anniversary of the invasion of Ukraine by Russia on February the 24th, 2022. 
senators and deputies condemned the military aggression and promised that Romania would continue to support the former Soviet Republic. The parliament session was attended by the Ukrainian ambassador to Romania, Ihor Prokopchuk, who delivered a message of gratitude for support received at all levels. Romanian President Klaus Johannes held a ceremony in Bucharest to celebrate Civil Protection Day. On this occasion, he decorated military personnel, firefighters, medics, physicians, assistants, and volunteers who took part in the international humanitarian mission to Turkey. The teams were accompanied by the rescue dogs who joined them abroad, making a decisive contribution to recovering survivors from the rubble. At the same time, the wave of earthquakes that rocked the south of Romania brought back to the attention of the authorities the imperative of consolidating vulnerable buildings. The executive will submit to Parliament a bill which would include a provision to forbid renting out apartments in buildings that are listed as first tier in terms of seismic risk. At the same time, the government passed an ordinance refer referring to the Safe and Healthy School program meant to simplify the introduction of the investment program for schools found in the top tier of seismic risk categories. This has been the Week in Review. Coming up next on Radio Romania International, it's time to listen to Song of the Day. Our choice for today's broadcast is a 2022 release by Alexandra Unguranu, Because I Miss You. Ten years ago, Alexandra launched the song My Love in collaboration with the band Holograph. She returns to the music stage today with a fresh sound and emotion-evoking lyrics. The music and lyrics were actually written by Emanuela Alexa, someone who is very close to Alexandra and whom she resonates with. Their chemistry actually drew on the song launched in 2003, resulting in a wonderful reinterpretation. This is not the first song where Alexandra Unguranu tells the story of an unfulfilled love story, although Because I Miss You has an open, much more optimistic ending. Let's have a listen. No ziel, ja care se plângă, atunci când o regreu. Te parte de tot. De tot ce ne apropie, și acum în gândul meu. Tare, te simt în orice loc Te mai păstrez în vise până 
Hello, I'm Elena Enake. Over 600 works of art exhibited for the general public in the Bucharest city centre in the Dacia Romania Palace is where the 11th edition of the largest art pavilion in Romania, the renowned Art Safari, opened. The current edition is divided into four themes, namely contemporary art from France and Romania and heritage art from Spain and Romania. During the opening, the general director of Art Safari, Ioana Ciocan, told those present at the event. Dacă ați crezut că arta este plictisitoare, să știți că o să vă schimbați imediat impresia în momentul în care pășiți în expozițiile curatoriate. If you think art is boring, you will change your impression the moment you step into the exhibitions curated by the guest artists. Here at Art Safari, we will see self-portraits, scenes with peasants, spectacular lights, even dancers from the Paris Opera, canvases, oils, but also plants growing out of sneakers. One of the representative artists present in the contemporary art exhibition at Art Safari is Mircea Cantor, the laureate of the Marcel Duchamp Award in 2011 at the Paris International Contemporary Art Fair. He is a contemporary artist who works in various mediums, from film and painting to installation. He tells us more about his participation in Art Safari 2023 with two works. Este vorba despre o expoziție cu laureații premiului Duchamp, o parte din o selecție curatorială care se numește Palatul Memoriei. It is an exhibition with the winners of the Duchamp Prize, part of them, a curatorial selection called Palatul Memoriei, Palace of Memory. And they invited me here with two original works. One of them is this rosette made of cans of soft drinks. The work was inspired by the rosette of the cathedrals in Rennes, France, where I was a resident artist in 2007. I saw this rosette and I wanted to make a dialogue as contemporary artist with the old classic art. There's also Chagall, who has these magnificent stained glass windows. The kings of France were crowned there, so it's a very prestigious palace and I wanted some kind of answer connected to the history of that place. While commuting between Paris and Rennes, because I was going there on the weekend, at one point I saw a beggar in the center of Paris, near the Paris City Hall, who was making these ashtrays, as he called them, which were shaped very much like this rosette, and I liked it. It was such a revelation. I asked him if I could place an order for about 200 such small ashtrays with which I was going to make this rosette. 
and he made them for me and that's basically how this rosette was born from the idea of how you sublimate the ordinary into something which can take you beyond that through an aesthetic experience through a very well-defined artistic act i mean what does the spiritual mean today the spiritual that you have before your eyes you just have to transform it transmit it and emphasize it into a work of art and this is the role of the artist in general isn't it to sublimate reality not to render it as it is there are different artists from different spheres with different mediums some painting others drawing or sculpting others working in cinema clement cogitore who is an artist i like very much and whom i also work with has here in the exhibition an excerpt that took him to the Paris Opera, where he worked as set designer. I also worked there in 2019 as an artist. The second piece of work is a very special project born from a long-term relationship with Jetta Bratescu. I took a whole series of photos that you can see here in the exhibition. A tribute to Jetta Bratescu, this great artist who inspired, gave courage and which gave an impetus to many artists for the next generation, such as myself. The contemporary artist Mircea Cantor also told us about other projects he works on during this period. I work hard preparing an exhibition where I'm also the curator. I would like to open it nationally and internationally. After that is the monument dedicated to Ivan Patsaikin, on which a group of five artists are currently working. I was recently nominated for an award in France, Drawing Now the winner of which will be decided at the end of March. There is also a book I want to have released in the fall. There are many, many projects. Mircea Cantor also told us about the awards he received throughout his career. Duchamp is a prestigious award. I'm honored, I'm glad that I got it and that comes in a kind of confirmation of your career. You get the Duchamp Prize when you already have a fairly significant visibility on the art stage. In this sense, is the Prix Richard Prize, which I also received in 2004, and is the prize of the young French artist. So it's a prize that someone believes and invests in you in the hope that it will pay off, so to speak. It's very rare to get both awards. There are only a few of us getting Richard and also Duchamp. But this is confirmed in time. If you win the Duchamp, does not mean that everything after is guaranteed. There are many artists who won this prize and then disappeared from the art world. That's why I don't say it as a negative or critical thing, but I think it's important to stay fresh, to keep the flame alive, a responsibility for the years to come. In a way, by receiving this award, you somehow confirm something that you have to carry on. And that has been World of Culture. Radio Romania International Encyclopedia. Welcome, I'm Lecremera Simeon, and today I'll be talking about sculptor Constantin Brancusi's most famous work, 
The most famous work of the great sculptor Constantin Brancusi is the Endless Column. Together with the Gate of the Kiss, the Alley of the Chairs, and the Table of Silence, which are part of the ensemble located in the city of Turgujiu. The impressive 30 meter monument has been given many interpretations, but its strongest significance is that of offering to the fallen heroes of the First World War between 1916 and 1919. The great artist Brancusi paid tribute to the sacrifice of those ordinary people through an unparalleled universal work. Professor Adrian Tudor from the University of Turgujiu was one of those who got involved in the restoration and protection of the column in the years 2000. He will next underline the direct connection between Brancusi's column and those who died for the ideas of the First World War. All the experts, the art critics, consider the endless column, or the infinite column, as it is also called, the synthesis of creation, the testament of Brancusi's creation. The art critic Ion Pogorilovsky said that, viewed from any angle, the column shows us another work by Brancusi. If we look at the force of a rhomboid, of a module, we see the chest of the bird in space. If we look from a different angle, we see part of Brancusi's work, The Cock, which is another work that Brancusi wanted to be exhibited in the open air right in Paris in front of the current UNESCO headquarters. The column from Turgujiu is the only one that rises up to the sky in Brancusi's hometown. Brancusi himself used to say, quote, this was the will of the good Lord that I should raise the only column at home in Turgujiu. He had carved in wood before. Other versions of the column, made of wood in his workshop in Paris, are exhibited at the Pompidou Center. Brancusi had also erected a column near Paris in the yard of a very good friend, about nine meters high which was later taken down by Brancusi himself and brought to his workshop. We find it now on display at the Pompidou Center, Professor Adrian Tudor told us. The history of the column began at the end of 1930s. The commemoration of two decades since the end of the Great War made Romania receive that unique work. Adrian Tudor recalled the heroic episode of the people of Gorge in 1916, who came up with the idea of the monument. Brancusi was invited to Turgujiu to create a work in honor of the heroes of the Battle of Jiu. October 14th was the day that decided the fate of the war. There are two events that mark the day of October 14th, the most important being the Battle of the Jew Bridge, where the city's civilians, the elderly, the women, and the children who remained in the city and the scouts, under the command of police commissioner Popilian, defended the bridge. The Jew River represented, on its course up to the mountain, a line of defense. Even the newspaper Times later writes about the victory of the Romanians, who, on October 14th, stopped the entry of the German army into Gorge and further into Turgujiu. Constantin Brancusi was invited by Mrs. Arezia Tatarascu, 
the wife of the Prime Minister Gheorghe Tatarascu and the president of the Romanian Women's League, who had been invited to Târgujiu to build a monument. Constantin Brancuzzi had been recommended to her by another famous Romanian artist, Mrs. Milica Petrașcu. She left us the mausoleum of Ekaterina Teodoroiu in Turgujiu, where the heroine is buried. Brancuzzi accepted, but on the condition that he was allowed to freely create a monument that he would like in honor of the heroes, said Professor Adrian Tudor. And Brancuzzi's free spirit transforms the idea into matter. Adrian Tudor has more details. In 1937, in the spring, he came to Târgujiu together with the engineer Stefan Georgescu from Gorj County. He visited Târgujiu and looked for certain places where the column could be placed. He chose the current location, which at the time was on the outskirts of the city, but later the city developed. It was a place that Brancusi called the Haymarket. Indeed, a livestock fair was held there, which involved the presence of haystacks. He took a photo of the place, and on that photo, he drew the column with a pen, and that gesture was considered the column's birth certificate. And that's all from Radio Romania International Encyclopedia. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Next in this broadcast, listen to Truly Romanian, I'm Vlad Palcu. Our folk music segment is today devoted to Elena Evsei, a popular folk vocalist from Hunedoara County, who recently celebrated her 50th birthday anniversary. We start with one of the best-known songs from her repertoire. Na 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 na
Born on March the 3rd, 1964 in Brad, Hunedoara County, Elena Evsey was born into a numerous family, having another 11 siblings. Folk music and traditions held pride of place in her family. As a young girl, she developed a keen interest for the traditions observed as part of village life and embraced folk music as a natural passion. Listen to her next performing a love song. Elena Evsey made her music debut with the Doina Krishuli Ensemble. In the 80s and 90s, she continued to feature extensively in highlight events of village life, such as weddings and other sorts of celebrations. As a result, much of her repertoire is made up of party songs. But coming up next in today's music program is a song about nature. Let's have a listen. 
We go out today with one last song performed by Elena Efsey. Eu 
Living Romania. This is Bucharest Radio Romania International. DX Mailbag. Hello and welcome to DX Mailbag, the show aimed at our listeners across the world who send us reception reports and who are savvy with reception equipment. And we begin in the United States, more to the point, in North Carolina. And I will quote directly from the message we got, and it says, Dear Radio Romania, I enjoyed listening to your station tonight. I am a frequent listener, and I have been for many years. The radio I am using is an AirSpy HF Plus Discovery connected to their U-Loop antenna. I have that connected to a Windows 11 HP 15 laptop running SDR software. My listening location is Elizabeth, North Carolina, the U.S. Date, February the 20th, 2023. UTC time, 0400 hours. Frequency in kilohertz, 6020. Simpo, 55455. Thanks for broadcasting on shortwave. Your signal on 6020 kilohertz is excellent. Crystal clear and strong. I listen frequently and occasionally email QSL requests. Tonight's show was both educational and uplifting. Thank you for a wonderful show. Tim Brockett, Emigrant, Montana. Well, thank you very much, Tim, for the compliments. And obviously, we're very happy that you have such great reception in such a remote place from our place of transmission. So anyway, we look forward to more reports. Thanks. And we'll keep it in the United States, this time in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where we have a great listener in Idris Boudina, I hope I pronounced that correctly, who writes, To Radio Romania International, for the 20th of February 2023, listening from 1800 p.m. to 1830 p.m. UTC, on the frequency of 9770 kilohertz. Simpo 33223. ICOM receiver ICR6 antenna MLA30. Thank you for the report and please write again. And now we got another regular report from our good friend from Port Alberni, British Columbia in Canada, Chris Malbuff. 
for the date of the 18th of February 2023, between 2300 hours UTC and 2355 UTC, using the frequency of 9620 kHz, with a Westminster, Maryland SDR receiver with a 120-foot antenna, T2FD type, reported a SIMPO of 55545. Noticing. Slight fading noticed. Signal excellent and clear at 2315 UTC. So, thank you Chris for the report and we're happy that we scored yet another almost perfect score in SIMPO in the North American continent. And we look forward to your next report, as usual. Thanks a lot. And yet another regular report from one of our regular listeners, this time from New Delhi, from India, our friend Jayanta Chakrabarti. And he writes, I am pleased to report on your broadcast of February the 22nd, 2023, which I listened to on the shortwave radio beamed to India and North American West Coast. Reception quality was good in the 60-20 kHz frequency, and I liked the presentation style. It was friendly, easy to understand, and most professional. And the following report is in brief. They'd listened 22nd of February, 2023, Time 0400 to 0500 UTC, frequency 60-20 kHz, quality of reception, all fours, receiver YB80 Grunig transistor with a telescopic antenna. Well, it seems this is a good month for reception on different continents, maybe not as good as on the North American continent, but in India it seems to be going almost brilliantly. Thank you very much, sir, and let's hear from you again. And we don't have that many listeners in Russia, unfortunately, but one of them is our friend Yaroslav Merkushev, who writes, Hello, dear editorial staff of the radio. I want to send you a report on the reception of radio broadcasts. Date, 23rd of February, 2023, from 12.30 to 12.57 UTC. Frequency, 17,800 kHz in the 16-meter band in the English language. Receiver, XHData D-808. Antenna, telescope. Location, Russia, Samara. Inside the city, Simpo 45444. Well, excellent. Thank you very much, Yaroslav. It seems that we have, again, very good reception across the globe because Russia is as remote from India as it is from the United States. Well, relatively. But anyhow, we thank you very much for the report and we hope you get such good reception in the future as well. Спасибо. And 
And we don't necessarily broadcast exactly for South America, but we have a bunch of listeners, many in Brazil, but this time we got a report from Costa Rica, a beautiful country in Central America. And the report is submitted by our friend Juandric Avila Fernandez. I hope I pronounced that correctly. And he writes, Dear friends of Radio Romania International, I hope you are very well. I inform you that I heard Radio Romania International under the following parameters. Date, February 23rd, 2023. Hours, 2318 to 2356 UTC. Frequency, 7220 kHz, Simpo 555-45. Yet another report was submitted for the 23rd as well, between 0100 and 0155 UTC, on the frequency of 5990 kHz, this time with a Simpo of 455-44. Yet another almost perfect score for yet another continent. Thank you very much, sir, and we look forward to another report from you. Well, I got ahead of myself because this was definitely not a perfect week because our friend Hiromichi Kinoshita from Fukuoka, Japan, sent us a report in which he writes, Dear sirs, it is with great pleasure that I report reception of your broadcasting station as follows. Date, February 24th. Frequency, 9620 kHz. Time, 2300 to midnight UTC. Receiver, DGEN DE11003. Simpo, 35333. So, this breaks our record for last week but it is a good place to end DX Mailbag, and we wish all our listeners out there all 73s. Focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International... Simply Folk. Welcome everyone to Simply Folk. In today's edition we will play for you a song performed by Constantin Tika Sorescu, perhaps the best-known representative of the golden generation of Romanian folk music. Let's listen to him performing a song about nature. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
With that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next program for Western Europe at 1800 hours UTC on 7350 kHz in the DRM system and on 9770 kHz in analog system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programs tomorrow at 1200 hours UTC on 17821470 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet at ri.ro channel 1. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at ri.ro. Goodbye. <laughs>